Hey, this is Isaiah, the youth pastor of Purpose 828 Youth Ministry. I want to say thank you so much for tuning in. Pray that this message blesses you and encourages you. Let's get into it. Um, I was like super nervous. I made this joke to Isaiah because with the young adults, it's like if I say something, they'll be more reassuring like, oh, amen, sis, that's funny. But if I make a joke, like y'all going to make sure that it's not funny. Like if it's not funny, you're going to be like, yeah, she thought. But um, I'm really excited because Pastor Isaiah asked me to speak. Um, I was a little bit hesitant for the topic, though, because I am single, but I'm like, 80% happy with it, if I'm being honest with you. Um, but I'm going to be real because we're not going to pull up a front and be like, oh, I'm so happy that I'm not engaged or like I'm, I'm single, you know, independent woman, but, you know, I'm the, you know, I want someone. So I'm going to be real with you because that's how we act. Everything's good and dandy, but we know we want a relationship. So... I'm going to be really transparent with you guys. Isaiah knows how I am. I don't, yeah, I'm very transparent. <laughs> um, but I'm really excited because the same week that he told me to speak on this was literally probably like the hardest week that I was struggling and being content with my singleness. So it was definitely a God thing because at first I told Isaiah, because that time where he was like, oh, Bree's going to preach on singleness, that was literally the first time I heard it. So he basically just put me on the spot there. And I was like, um... And I told Isaiah, I went up to him and I was like, hey, like, I'm not 100% happy with being single. You know that. Like, you know I want a man. And he's like, I know, but there's a reason why I felt in my spirit for you to do this because it's not only going to be a word for them, but it's going to be a word for you. So God's done really great things these past few weeks as I was figuring out how to talk about it and what verses to use. But God really spoke to me um, last week. Like he woke me up at like two in the morning. I didn't go to sleep after that. I stayed up. I prayed. So this is very, I just want to be a vessel in the kingdom. That's all. I'm not up here because I'm like, ooh, I'm Brie. I'm single. Like put Instagram posts and stuff. But it's because I've dealt with this and I'm still dealing with it. And a lot of people in junior high are dealing with this now. And when I was younger, I didn't even care about boys. Boys were like, ew, like, no, like. <laughs> but it's a serious thing. And I don't think a lot of youth groups talk about it anymore. I think a lot of churches, if I'm being real, they tend to sugarcoat this. And this is a thing that I love about the relationship series and that I get to be a part of is because we talk about what's really going through your guys' heads. And y'all sometimes be like, oh, I don't think like that. I don't think like that, like, mm -hmm. but um, so I'm excited. I'm just going to start with prayer and then we're just going to get right on in. So, Father, I just want to thank you for this time and this opportunity to be a vessel in your kingdom, Father God. I pray that you give me the right words to say and um, for everyone to just have in tune with you, God. And even if it's just one person that get comes home and says, God, thank you for speaking to me. That's all that matters. But I pray that everyone has a ear to listen right now, Father God, and what I'm about to speak, I pray that you continue to just give me the right words to say and for it to be a great time. In Jesus name. Amen. All right. So I think the cool thing about this is that we're going to talk more about sex. We're going to talk more about marriage. We're going to talk about dating. Um, and I was kind of, oh, that's my title, by the way. Single with a purpose. That's my title. That was like the last thing I was struggling with. Because even though you are single, you still have purpose. Amen? Okay. Um, so I was like, dang, because like there's so much you can talk about with being single. Like you can go over, oh, like 
for the older young adults, um, it's like, oh, I want to be married now. But for high school, you can just talk about dating. You can talk about, if I'm being real, we can talk about sneaky links. I know you guys know that word. Um, we can talk. I told you, I'm being transparent. So don't be acting like you guys are all shocked when I say some certain things because I know dang well that y'all know it. Um, I'm not that old, guys. <laughs> Um, but God really gave me vision and I was like, God, like what certain topics of singleness do you want me to speak on? And he really was like, I just really want you to go back to the heart in our first love. Um, and with that also the certain seasons that we are in with our life. And when we struggle, when wanting to not be single and to be in a relationship. So we're going to go over many other things in this series. So I do feel a little bit more reassured with that because everything will get covered. Um, so let's start with the first verse. So we're going to go into Matthew. If you could do the next slide, please. So this is Matthew 22, 37 to 39. So it says, Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Second is equally important. Love yourself, love your neighbor as yourself. And so all my verses are actually different translations because... God was giving me these verses and he was literally like, I want you to use this translation. I want you to do this because this one was so significant to me because in the other ones, if you look down in like 39, it says, oh, this would be like the, this would be like close to it. But it says it's equally important. It's equally important to love God and to love yourself. And I think that's a lot of things that we tend to ignore when we talk about singleness and stuff. It's like, I just want to get booed up. I just want to like have someone. I want to have a friendship, you know? But we never go back to like our first love because even though we're single, like there's still God that loves us. And that's the one true love. That's the source you have to get to before you even want to commit to anything to be in a relationship. And I know I've been in relationships and definitely did not go to the source. I didn't understand how to love myself at that time. I didn't understand how God's love was. And I never really like thought about it as much. So for me to get in a relationship and think I'm in love and everything, it was ended bad because I didn't go to the source. Um, but another thing, hold on, my phone just turned off. And facial recognition is not working. Okay. So in the verse I did, you have to learn to love yourself so you can love others. It's equally important. Now, when you look back in the verses, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast. And it's easier said than done to be like, oh, just love yourself. And it's like, do you not know what I've been through? Do you not know what I'm going through? Like, I'll just love myself. It's fine. Like, just totally like ignore like everything that I'm going through. But God says to come to me, come to the source. He is your first love. And he is going to show you that love if you come to him. If you're just going to like ignore him, literally like he could be right in front of you. You could be like, oh, I can't see. Like, I, I don't want to pay attention to that. You have to learn to love who you are in God and who you are in general, because God created you for a purpose for everything. And you have to love yourself because how are you gonna get in a relationship with someone if you don't even love yourself? Like, you can't love them, you don't love yourself. Like, what the heck is up with that? So, and I've learned that and it didn't end well. So just saying, but um, another thing is that God is love. So if we're called to be Christ-like, we have to have, be an example to others, to love ourselves, but also to love others. And a lot of things with love comes forgiveness. And I know a lot of y'all don't like talking about that, but I struggled with forgiveness for so long. 
And you know, you think it's funny because you think that you forgave someone. It's like, I'm set free. I forgive them. No, they don't bother me. And then they say their name or they walk and you're like, you're like eyes twitching and stuff. You're getting hot and you're like with the fist. And it's like, you didn't really forgive them. Like, did you really go to God and ask for forgiveness for that person? Because you need to be, not only you need to forgive them, but you need to forgive yourself. And I don't think a lot of people talk about that either. Because in situations that we go through, or let's say we're in a situation with the person that we had unforgiveness for, you have to forgive yourself for that situation as well. Like, hey God, I wasn't good in that situation either. I need you to just cleanse me from that. I need to forgive myself because we are human. We, we go through things. We do things that aren't the best. But we need to learn to forgive one another and forgive ourselves, but mainly go to the source for that. Um, this second one I'm going to get into a lot because I took a lot of notes and I have a story with it. Um, so we're going to go to the second one, which is 1 Corinthians 7. 17. Now, this is the message version because there's different versions, but I just like how this was laid out. And don't be wishing you were someplace else or with someone else. Where you are right now is God's place for you. Live and obey and love and believe right there. God, not your marital status, defines your life. Don't think I'm being harder on you than onto the other churches. I give this counsel to all the same churches. So in here, Paul, if you read Corinthians, which I encourage you guys to read because there's a lot of knowledge, and especially with the relationship series, I think it's a great book to go into right now. Um, Paul basically talks about sex, marriage, what it looks like with a divorce, how you guys handle divorce, how you guys handle singleness. Um, and I think it was a great, because I had to read the whole thing because I was getting into it. And I'm just being real, like, when I was reading this and I was taking notes, I was convicting myself because like I said, like I'm not 100% content with being single. Like, so God was like, mm -hmm, like you need to hear this too, girl. But um, some of the notes that I took is, your singleness is where God placed you at this moment. You being single doesn't define who you are, it's a season and you'll never get that season back. And I think what I had to learn is that singleness is so valuable. It's just as valuable as marriage, if not more because it is the intimate between you and God. You're figuring out who you are in yourself, your purpose, where God's gonna take you. And then you get to be able to share that with the person that God has set you up with. If you're gonna rush into something, you're not gonna find your true love in the world if you don't obey God. And I think the amazing thing is that I'm starting to learn as well, is that God has so much planned for me and I know he has a purpose and there's so much that I still have to discover and understand in myself and fix in myself that I get excited because now I'm like, okay, like God, like you freed me from this. I surrendered from this. So now like in a way, I'm kind of like closer to my boo, but that's not the intent, right? We don't want to have, we just don't want to be good with God. It's like, all right, God, like, all right, I'm good now. So like, can you give me like my boyfriend or my girlfriend now? So it's like, no, God don't work like that. Um, Another thing that I wanted to bring up is singleness isn't something to be ashamed of, and it's not a downgrade, and it's not a disease. I always hear that with pastors, that singleness is not a disease. And when I used to, like, hear these, because, like, when I was your age, we would have, like, relationship series and stuff and, like, purity stuff at my church. So anytime, like, a married person would say that, I'm like, yeah, like, it's not a disease, but you're married. So, like, why are you saying that to me and, like, smiling? Because I'm not smiling right now. <laughs> But we tend to think that our life is like, it has to be with someone. 
other than God. Like that's, we feel like we have to be complete with dating someone. Like, okay, like I'm going to bring this person into my life. Okay, so I'm complete. But can we be honest? I feel like a lot of the times, even with myself, I wanted to be in a relationship so bad. It's because there was things that I was going through. I wanted someone to come and occupy it or fix me. And you can't fix a broken person with another broken person. And that's the hardest thing because, okay, and ladies, if you know the thing, I can fix him. It's okay. I can fix him. No, you can't. Only God can. Okay? So, yeah, from experience, you cannot fix a person. The only person that you can fix and decide to change is yourself if you go to God. You're not going to be able, you, you think that you're going to fill a void if you're getting with someone. Okay, like, okay, like, I'm happy now. Like, we got, like, cute Instagram pictures and stuff. They're my wallpaper. We go on dates. Like, sure, it feels great for a while. But then you're going to start feeling that empty void again. And you're just like, something doesn't feel right. Something doesn't feel right. And it's because you're not going to the source. And I don't know why I keep saying that, but I feel like God is just keep telling me to say, go to the source. Um... And then I already talked about being single is just as valuable as being married, if not more. Um, another thing, it's normal to desire and want in relationship. It's not a bad thing. It's not at all. Like, I desire to be with someone, to have a best friend, to be in a relationship. It's not a bad thing. But if it's not the place that God called you right now, and you're desiring and you're idolizing a relationship that isn't from God, then that's when you have to have a heart check with yourself. Because there's one thing to desire, because God says, God says, I will give you the desires of your heart. He didn't say, I'll give you the desires of the world. So when you start idolizing things that aren't from God, that isn't meant to happen, then that's when struggle happens. Um, another thing, so we're talking about seasons and stuff. And I always love talking about that type of things. I've spoke about it a few times in the young adults and like, what season are you in? And we've talked about, are you content? Um, so I looked up this definition online. I was just like, what season mean in the Bible? So then I just hit the first link. So I was like, okay. So if we go to that next slide with season, the season's like, yeah. So season, a fit or suitable time, the convenient time, the usual or appointed time. Now, this is something that I wanted to ask you guys, because even though you might come home today and it's like, I'm going to continue to be single. I'm going to continue to love God. And if you guys are like that, God bless you. Like, I, like that's amazing. But if we're being real, there's still going to be people that's trying to date someone right now. Like, we're, there's some people that are still going to try to pursue after this. So I'm just asking you guys this. Look at this definition. And if you are thinking about a certain person and you don't know if you want to get in a relationship with them, like, I don't know, do I want to get with them right now? Ask yourself if it's a fit or suitable time for you right now. And are they convenient for you? And is it the appointed time? Because God's going to reveal if that person is your boyfriend or your girlfriend right now. Um, and when I think about convenient too, it says fitting in well with the person's needs, activities, and plans. So in the worldly perspective, it can be convenient because you're single and you'll blend in with everyone else. You'll be able to do double dates and all this stuff. Like, cool, it seems cool from the outside, but is it fitting with your needs? Is this person fitting with your needs? And when you think about it spiritually, the only person that needs to fit with your needs is God. That's the only relationship you need right now to focus on. Like, God will fill your needs and fit your needs every single situation you're in and every season that you're in. 
you can try to do it your own way, but there's a consequence. And I've learned many consequences. <laughs> so if I'm being real, I've only been in like two relationships, I would say. Um, but if I'm just talking about talking, Jesus saved me. Um, God really freed me from that because that's a whole other story. Um, but you can see that I tried to do it my own way. And I was like, oh, I'm going to see for myself. Oh, I'm going to see for myself. Like, he seems better. And I would always compare. I'd be like, okay, well, this person did that to me, but this person didn't. So I'm going to get with him now because I feel like he can make me happier. But there's always a consequence because God would make it loud and clear if he wasn't for me. He'd be like, I told you like 10,000 times that he wasn't the one. Why are you still hitting him up? Like, and it was funny because the first relationship I was in, um, also, we don't gossip or talk bad about people down here. Um, this is just examples of the stories. I don't hate these people because we don't gossip. We forgive and we love them no matter what. So when I was in my first relationship, I was at summer camp and I was like, uh, yeah, summer camp, go get your, and when you're at summer camp, do not be focusing on a boy or girl. I'm telling you guys, go get your weak boyfriend, okay? Because then, you know, after that, they're not going to hit you up or anything. Camp is supposed to be about God and about finding yourself in God, not about getting your weekly, you know. Yeah, see, he was like, amen, sis. <laughs> but um, God revealed to me in summer camp when we we're doing worship, I think I was about 16. I got into relationship, my first relationship was in when I was 14. Um, yeah, so it was like around 16. I was praying. We were doing worship and everything. And God was like, you need to break up with him. Like, straight up. Like, it was so loud. Like, I think the music shut off or something. I thought, because I had to look up. I was like, did they turn off the music? Like, no. He was like, I need you to break up with him. I was like, huh? And he was like, I need you to break up with him. Like, this is why you're, this is why you're distracted. It's because of him. He's not meant for you. You need to let him go. And I was so mad because you know what? He was from church too. And I just thought, oh, can we stop doing this thing? Just because there's a good person that's in church doesn't mean they're for you. Like, because <laughs> that's how I always thought. I'm like, oh, they in church, so I'm good. Like, I'm good now. This is my, this is my man. But no, because God was trying to get us into our purpose, both of us. And we stayed distracted because we were de desiring a relationship that wasn't needed. Now, I don't necessarily regret being in that relationship because it molded me to the person I am today, and God showed me a lesson. Because even when I went into the relationship, he was like, uh, are you sure about that? And it's funny because me and God, like the more I grow with him, me and God just talk like BFFs. Like he'd be like, you really did that? Like that's how I hear him in my head. He's like, come on, like you, you really got with this dude when I told you like 5,000 times no. And it was hard because when I got out of that relationship, I waited I didn't listen to God that day when he told me to break up with him. And I cried and I cried. And the other pastors think I'm like, oh, she just got saved or something like that. But no, I'm crying because God told me to break up with this dude. And I'm like, I can't, I love him. And like, I don't want to let go. And, and it was funny because <laughs> it was just funny. You all should have saw my face. I was like, yeah. the, the pastor was just like, oh, she got the Holy Ghost and stuff. Like, no, I'm mad. <laughs> I don't want to be single. Um, but it took like six months after, and I got broken up with. And God was really like, you're not going to listen to me? Then okay, we're going to do it another way. I warned you. 
And I was like, dang, we're not gonna get into that conversation. But there was a lot of things that went down in that and it wasn't healthy. Um, I was cheated on. Um, it wasn't the best circumstance, but I believe God delivered me from that. I had a lot of unforgiveness in my heart at that time. And I was really angry because I was like, God, like, why did you allow this to happen? Why did I get hurt? Like, blah, 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 just complaining. I was always asking God, why, why, why? And he's like, I told you, like, from the beginning. And I think it's like we like to get mad at God when bad things happen to us, even though he told us already. So that it's like, he'd be like, nah, don't do that. And then we do it. God, why did you let this happen? I literally told you not to do that. So we can't stay mad at God for things that we did on our own. Like, God loves us, but we also have the free will. And that's how much I love God is because he's going to warn us and tell us, but he's not going to be like, okay, well, you messed up, so, you know, I'm done with you. God always, always loves us no matter what. And as long as we go back to him, we can be freed from those things, and we can learn from those things. I thought I wasn't going to get out of that feeling in high school because it was so bad. I was like, oh. Like, I'm never going to find love again. I'm like 14. I'm like, what the heck? And I was like, I'm never going to find love again and stuff. But I found my true love in God after that relationship because I laid it down. And I was just like, God, you know what? Give me purpose. I'm here for you. And that's how I really started to grow my relationship after that. I wasn't going to talk all about that, but I just felt like I had to. So <laughs> um, there's another thing with this verse, but I'm going to tell another story right now because I wrote down. Um, so this is a story about how I hated Pastor Isaiah for a week. <laughs> so this was, this was recent, okay? Now, this was like, this was me and God were like, and me and Isaiah were like, well, I was like that, and Isaiah was like, I love you, sis. But so I was talking to a guy again um, that I didn't need to be talking to. Like, he was a good friend and stuff, but God was like, you're doing it again. Like, do not do this. Do not do this. And it was like a huge, like, red flag. Like, no hate on him or anything. Like, he's building his relationship with God now, and I'm super happy for that. Um, but he was like, no, like, you don't need this right now. Like, I'm telling you, please. Like, you know, like, your best friend is like, do not do that. And they're like, mm, I know you'll be there for me anyway, so I'm going to just do it. So I was talking to this guy for, like, I don't even know how long that's home. For a long time. And I told Isaiah about him. And this was like when I first started coming not too long ago. We just got off the Zoom meetings and stuff. So we were in person now. See, he's laughing because he's like, I want you to tell the story about that. <laughs> but so it was just like out of the Zoom meetings. And I was telling about this guy. I'm like, oh, he's like, so you have a boyfriend? Like, what's you, you know? And I was like, oh, I was just talking to someone. Like, he all right. She was like, show me a picture. And you know, it's like, oh, he don't got a good picture right now. Like, this is, this is the best we got right now. Like, I swear he's cuter in person. And Isaiah was like. <laughs> and I was just like, what? Like, he's, he's cute to me. But <laughs> she is very gorgeous to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> praise God for freedom. Uh, <laughs> But so he was talking to me about that. He's like, so you're trying to get with him? Like, are you guys trying to get in a relationship? Like, what's up with that? And I'm not going to get into detail, but it was just a long story of, like, why it wasn't working out. We were both struggling with getting relationship right with God. And Isaiah 
it was after young adults and my mom was picking me up and I was sitting in the car and my mom was talking. <laughs> He's really laughing. Um, we were getting in the car and he was like, I want you to do this. I want you to go home tonight and write a list of the qualities that you want and desire in a man and then match it up to him. And I didn't even say anything after that. I was like, the devil is a liar. I was so mad. Like, my mom was like, oh, amen, because she was waiting. Like, I was not listening to my parents at all. I wasn't listening to anyone. And I did not need to be in a relationship. And no matter what my parents said, I was like, whatever. I'm going to still text him. I'm going to still, like, sneak around. I'm going to still talk to him. Because I desired a relationship. Like, my intent was pure. I just wanted to be with someone. But I let it become a distraction. You can't let those things become a distraction. Your desires, yeah, cool. You desire to do things, but don't idolize it and don't make it into something that is part of your life. That's not the time that you have right now with God. And so when he said that, my mom was like, oh my gosh, that's so great. She was like all smiling. She's like, hallelujah. Like it clicked with her and she was so happy. But I was just in the passenger and I was like, I looked the opposite. I didn't even look at him after that. I was so mad at him. I was like, nope. I was like, God didn't call me at this church. I ain't called to be here. I'm, nope, nope. God, you must have said something wrong because I don't know. And I didn't know him that well at first, okay? So I was like, I don't know who this man thinks he is. Come into my car saying that I need to write a list about this man. And I'm, I just, but could we be honest? That's what we do with God. Like, God will literally talk to you and be like, hey, like, I love you. I know you really like this person. I know you really want to do this, but I need you to focus on me right now. Like, I don't know if you saw that meme. If you know me, I love memes. Like, if you ask Austin or Pastor Isaiah, like, I literally send them memes, like, 20 times a day. But all day, every day. But there's this meme with, like, the Arthur sister, DW. And, like, there's this sign on the door, and it says something, and she's like, I can't read, but like, does she can read? That's how I was. That's how oblivious I was because I was like, I don't care what anyone says. That's my man. That's my boo. Who's not my boo? Like, I don't care. Yeah, he don't know yet. Yeah, see. But I went home, and the whole car ride, my mom was listening to worship music. She was like, "Praise you, Jesus." She was all smiling, like looking at me, like, "You're gonna get freed from this tonight, baby." And I'm just like, "I'm not going back to church. I'm gonna do live stream." <laughs> um, so I went home and I was like okay I was still mad at him I was mad at him for a week like like let's be honest like the, the time he saw me he was like hi Bree how you doing like and you know like when you look at a dog like a really cute dog and you're like oh I want to pet it but it might bite you like the chihuahuas. Like, that's how I felt I was, because he was like, hey, Brie, and I was like, ah. <laughs> like, I was, I was mad, like, ready to bite. But I went home that night, and I was like, okay, you know what? Maybe I should just write the list. Maybe I should just see if all the qualities, because in my head, I'm like, oh, he has all the qualities. I see a future with him. I'm going to marry him. Da, 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 da. He has nice shoes. Like, he got a nice cut. Like, it's all God. Like, bless up. Like, <laughs> Um, so I was like, okay, maybe I should write the list. And I stood, I laid in bed and I was like, I can't even write the list because I knew he wasn't for me and none of it matched up. 
And it was really hard because that's the reason why I was mad at Pastor Isaiah is because I knew he was right. But to hear from someone other than your parents sometimes, sometimes it's good to have people other than your parents and no disrespect to, to your parents because they know what's best for you and they love you. So sometimes when they tell us to do something, you're like, but they want what's best for you. And sometimes we don't want to listen to them. So it's great when God brings someone to talk to you and to hear it from a different perspective. Because when Isaiah said that, that was an answered prayer. Like, I don't even think I told him that before, but it was an answered prayer because I wasn't listening to anyone. But when he told me that, I was like, so I laid there in bed and I just started bawling because I knew that list wasn't going to add up. And I was so mad because I just kept getting mad at God asking, why does this never work out for me? Why is it always this? Why am I always getting cheated on? Why am I always feeling like I'm taken advantage of? Why is this never working out for me? God, you know my heart. You know I love people and I just desire to be with someone right now like why can't you just let it work and God was like I can't give you that unless you give me this and it's still something to be real I still struggle with it it's an everyday surrender everyday repent that I have to do because there's times where I'm at work or you know I'm at the mall I'm like dang he really cute like he ain't no Michael B. Jordan, but he's sure close. Like, he's sure close. Um, <laughs> that's my celebrity crush, y'all. But anyways, um, but yeah, because there's times where I'm like, dang, like, this person's pretty cute. Like, he seems like a good guy. Like, what if? And God's like, nope. And I'm like, but like, can you give me a sign? Like, can you give me like a, you know, like when you're looking for an Amazon package and you just order it and it's like looking out the window like, okay, when is it going to come? Like, that's how I feel sometimes. And God's like, nope continue to give me this. And another thing that I wanted to say with that story is that when I came the, the next week for young adults, I forgot to say this. So he was like, hey, Bree, like, so did you write the list? And I looked at him and I smirked because I was still trying to be mad at him. But like, he gave me that look. He was like, so did you make the list? And literally like right here and I'm up here doing worship practice. And I was like, okay, I cut him off. And Isaiah was like, ah, praise the like, you know, like when your best friend, it's like, I broke up with him. Like I broke up with her and they're like, thank God. Like we've been telling you forever, but it was honestly an answered prayer. And I believe that God brings people into your life. If you're not willing to listen to others, to show you things that you need to get rid of or things you need to be encouraged by. Um, but another thing with that story is that you need to stop defending things or people that aren't for you because I was so defensive. Like, You'd mention his name or be like, well, I don't know. Like, no, don't talk about him. Like, I was, super, I was rude. Like, if you even asked my parents about it, no, she was rude. I was like, do not talk about him. Like, if he was mine when he wasn't. <laughs> do not talk about my man. That's not my man, but he will be my man. Do not disrespect him, okay? <laughs> um, but I was so rude and, like, defensive about it. And it's because I desired a relationship so bad, but I was so defensive because I knew it wasn't for me. So I kept having this tug onto something of a worldly desire that I wanted of a person. And that wasn't only fair, that wasn't not fair to, to me, but not fair to him either. Because he was going through the same thing I was going through. He wanted a better relationship with God and I was being a distraction too. And can we stop blaming the other person for every relationship? Like, can we admit to our own faults too? Like, can we do that?
because I would always be like, oh, well, well, he messed up on me. Like, he did that. He was all this, this, and that. But I also had trust issues. I had major jealousy issues. I couldn't communicate. So not only was I not, he, they weren't meeting my needs, I wasn't meeting theirs. So who am I to pick and choose? Oh, well, they all did all these wrong things, so I was perfect. So I was like the best girlfriend ever. No, I wasn't. It's because I didn't go to the source first and learn to love myself first, and that's why none of those relationships work, because I didn't keep God in the center. Because even though God's your first love, you still have to keep him at the center. So even when you're in a relationship, you have to keep him at the center. Even when you're married, you have to keep him at the center. Everything revolves around God. So if you don't revolve around God, then it's going to be messed up. And I'm just being honest. Um, another thing... I didn't bring this verse up here because I wasn't sure if I was going to use it, but um, it's Isaiah 41.10. It says, so do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And this is another thing. Now we struggle with singleness and wanting to be there and desiring things, but can we also talk about the fear that goes behind it too? Like, Am I ever going to find someone like, God, you just want me to be lonely? Like, God's not trying to punish you. Like, you being single is not a punishment. Like, you should be, like, taking advantage of that because God wants to mold you to who you are. And he wants to grow that purpose with you. So take advantage of that time that you have right now being single so that when you have a family, when you become a husband, when you become a wife, you can be the best one yet because you focused on God first. And that's a reminder for me because I'm like, okay, well, I got the situated out in this this part now, God, so like, let me get in a relationship and see what happens. But I just don't want to get into a relationship and then have another heartbreak. The next relationship I want to be in is the one that God has for me and the man that he designed for me to be with. Like, I'm tired of getting with, talking to people and getting into situ situationships. Like, that's a thing too. And setting myself up for heartbreak. Like, I need to go back to my first love and that's God. Um... Another thing that I want to bring up is that you're not alone in this. Um, I forgot to say this too, but in 1 Corinthians, in the end when Paul was like, don't think I'm being harder on you than to the others. I give the same counsel in all the churches. So he was being like, don't feel like I'm pointing just you out. Like I'm telling these other churches the same thing. So God's telling you, like, don't think I'm just pointing the finger at you. Like, oh, well, you're single because you can't get your stuff together. But like, no, this is for everyone. Like, it's not just for you. You're not the only single person on the planet. You're not the only one that feels that way. And the thing is that you're not alone. And can I say this? There's nothing wrong with you either. Like, there's a season for everything. There's, I feel like there's nothing wrong with you. And there's nothing wrong with you when it comes to relationship. It's just that it's not the time. It's not that you're not pretty enough, you're not good looking enough, you don't have the nice, like the best clothes, you don't have the, the best personality. No, like there's nothing wrong with you. You're just getting with the wrong people. You're supposed to be with God first and to find that. And so there's nothing wrong with you in that and you're not alone. And I bet you the same prayers that you pray at night about asking to, to not be single and be in a relationship, there's someone that God called you to be with is praying that same prayer. And God revealed that to me because I, last night it was really hard because I went upstairs and I was like, okay, I'm going to go put worship music on. Like, I'm going to pray about the message tomorrow. And um, 
So I was just like, leave me alone, y'all. Like, I'm in my worship mode. And I was just going to pray for the the message. Um, and then it ended up being like a two-hour session where I literally had to get on my knees and, like, repent for a lot of things. And God was, like, showing me things that I needed to forgive myself for. I needed to forgive someone that I thought I forgave. And God gave me a heart check and was like, you need to forgive this person. And it was just a lot going on. And I just remember bawling last night. And I was just telling him all these things. I'm like, God, I only want what you want for me. Like, I know that I struggle in this season of singleness right now because I want to be loved by someone else. But I just need to continue to be loved by you and to just remind myself that I'm not alone in this. And that's the thing is because when we think things are not going right, we think that God, like, completely ignored us. Like, when things go bad, he's like, all right, so I'll see you when you get your stuff together. Like, see you later. But no, God's with us. God was with me when I was bawling last night, feeling sorry for myself. God's with you in every single situation. And we tend to think that he isn't because we aren't hearing him. But where's our heart at? We're human. We're going to go through things. We're going to feel things. We're going to be angry. And that's normal. But we need to go back to God and go back to our first love. Like, can we do that? Can, can we go back to God's love? And I think that's so important, and I think a lot of youth groups do not talk about this, is because you need to go back to your first love and loving yourself. Because I remember in summer, summer camp was great, y'all. Like, that was a complete, like, I'm so excited. Are you guys ready for summer camp this year? Yeah. This is my first time going back as a leader, and I'm super excited because if you guys are with me, like, in the same rooms and stuff, like, I'm going to share a bunch of stories and, like, if you guys are around me. But camp was just, like, an experience because I remember the pastors over there that, like, led it. They were like, okay, guys, do not, like, hang with the opposite sex at this certain time. You can't be doing this. Do not date. or Like, it was, like, super, like, you cannot do this. You always have to be in groups and stuff. And then the pastor would be like, so let me introduce you to my smoking hot wife that I met at summer camp. <laughs> and it's like, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, didn't you just say we couldn't get with anyone, but you said you met your wife at camp? Like, but it was just super funny because God has a plan for everything. I don't know why I said that. I just thought it was funny. But I would like always be like super petty when I'd hear certain things. It was like, oh, why are they married? Why is that? It's because like, I never understood why I get so mad at people that were in a relationship. It's because I had a huge comparison. Like, we need to stop comparing different seasons for someone else. Because, let me tell you this, maybe the friend that is, I have a friend that she is younger than me, and she's already married. She's one year younger than me. But I do believe in my heart that God placed those two people together together. And they're great people. They listened. They obeyed. They had a long-distance relationship. They made it work. They put God in the center of it. And it was a blessing to see. And I think it was something that I needed to see. And I would always compare myself to her. And I told her because I was in their wedding. And I told her the day before, I was like, you know what? I just need to say I'm sorry. She was like, why? Like, did something happen? I'm like, no, because I'm really sorry because I compared my season of life to mine. And there was a lot that went behind, like, their relationship and stuff. And it wasn't always, like, perfect. They went through stuff. But I believe God placed them in that season because God has a season and a purpose for every single person in this room. And I said, you know, I'm sorry that I compared myself. And she was like, well, it's okay. And I said, no, because you were so happy being with this person. And it was your first relationship. 
but I had to go to be cheated on. I had to go through heartache, but this was the first relationship you had and you got married. And then I got mad. I was like, God, what's wrong with me? Like, why do I have to deal with this? Why do I have to deal with heartbreak? Why did I have to go through this? But she just, it's just given to her. And he told me it's because she give, she gave her heart. She gave me her heart and you didn't. And I'm telling you this right now because I'm still struggling with it. And there's a lot of, my sister's 13 and I was just telling um, Stu and Austin, I was like, it's just crazy because when I was your age, a lot of the things we don't talk about. And now it's like, it's, it's the thing now. Like when I was 13 or 14, we didn't even like people. Like I didn't even like the opposite sex, okay? Like I just immediately like get grossed out. But now it's like everyone wants to date. And I'm like, oh wow, like I didn't even want to date until I was like, 14 and now there's people younger that want to do that but I was just struggling with it so much and I still and can I be honest the last person that I talked to the one that Isaiah told me about I'm just now healing from that and it's not just because oh I missed him it's the it's the self-forgiveness that I need the forgiveness in myself because I was like why did I go through this again why didn't I listen to you why did I get hurt why did I set myself up for heartbreak like don't set yourself up for heartbreak I know you guys want to be in relationships. I know you guys like people. And it's normal to have crushes and think people are cute. Like, Michael B. Jordan's a very handsome man. <laughs> like, you know, like, period. <laughs> but, <laughs> it's normal to think people are cute. Like, that's, that's us. But can we just desire God's heart? And it's just, this was, I took this very seriously when Pastor Isaiah told me to speak because there's just so much that, go, that goes with it, with being single. But I just wanted to tell you guys, you know, if anything you guys heard from this message is just continue to pursue after God's heart and pursue your purpose. Because I'm telling you right now, you might be upset because you don't have someone right now, but you always do have someone. So immediately just go back to God and go back to the purpose that he has for you because you have so much ahead of your guys' self. Take advantage of that valuable time of being single and to find yourself and find who you are. Go have some fun with friends. Go on trips and stuff. Do all these things, you know, and just have fun. Have fun living with God, being with God. He's always going to be there. And then when the time comes, the time comes. The last thing I wanted to say before um, I close is Psalms 32.8. So the last question, besides my leading question, is like, okay, Brie, well, how do I know when I'm ready? How do I know when I'm ready? So Psalms 32, 8 says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. And I really like this verse because I need to be reminded by it. God didn't say, I will counsel you with my eye. Like, I will not, like, keep my eye on you. I will keep my loving eye on you. So being single is not a punishment. God wants you to flourish in your purpose and who you are. And he has his loving eye on you because he loves you. Like, you have friends and you have family. It's like, oh, I love you. Like, I want you to be able to do this. And when you see him going through struggles, it's like, I don't want you to be hurt by this. That's how God sees us. He's like, I know you desire that right now, but I love you so much that you don't have to deal with that. So take note of that. If you feel like, okay, well, how do I know I'm ready? He will always have his loving eye on you. And if you listen to God and tune in, he will instruct you and teach you the ways you should go. Um, 
there was a way lot more notes than I said, but I believe God said everything that needed to be said. Um, one of the last things too is just trusting God. So my leading question is, because we've been asked, are you content? Are you worthy enough for Jesus to sit with you? And this week I wanted to say, do you trust God in the single of singleness? In the season of singleness, sorry. Wow, I can't talk. Do you trust God in the single of... See? <laughs> Lord Jesus. It's literally the end, God. Do you trust God in this season of singleness? I think it's all the S's. I'm like, tongue twister. Um, but yeah, do you guys trust him in this season? And will you continue to trust him? Because it's one thing to be like, okay, you can say, okay, God, I trust you to let me get with this dude. Like, I trust you. Like, that's me saying, like, I trust you that Michael B. Jordan will, like, find me and, like, we'll get married. Like, I trust that you'll do that, God, because you're a mighty God and you can do many things. But no, you should say, God, I trust you with the plan that you have for me and whoever you bring for me. Um, but yeah, so do you trust God in this season of singleness? And yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned next week for more content coming from Purpose 828 and make sure to hit the follow button on Spotify.